What's up, guys? Welcome to episode one of The Prospect. My name is Ken Boothaweer, and I'll be, be your host. Some of you, obviously, if you're watching this, know me. Others maybe stumbled across it and have no idea who I am. But uh, yeah, I'm Ken Boothaweer. People call me Boots. Uh, I was born and raised here in Arizona. I'm an only child. Um, grew up off of 83rd Avenue and Bell Road when it was all orange orchards. There was nothing really out there. Arrowhead Mall and the sports complex got put in early uh, early elementary school. Um, and I started to grow from there. Um, left home when I was 14 years old to pursue a, a hockey career. I grew up playing hockey here in the Valley from the time that I was three years old. At the time, hockey here in the Valley was not what it is today, where if you were any good, you generally had to leave to pursue anything further. And I did that. So I turned 14 in July, left home in August, and we were off and running. Folks stayed here in Phoenix. Um, I lived with billet families, similar to like foreign exchange student type things. Lived in a, in a dorm at one point at one of the places I was playing. Um, and I spent my high school years in Minnesota and Michigan. After high school, I was fortunate enough to play in the North American Hockey League for three years up in Fairbanks, Alaska for the Ice Dogs. Um, I'm still involved with that program, have been really nonstop since I started playing there in 02 and wrapped up my playing career there and in general in 05 when I broke my back. Um, after that, spent a couple years coaching at that level um, and in the Western States Hockey League before running into a snafu that we all kind of run into in life. Things unprecedented happen, things unexpected happen. So I received a, a job offer from an expansion hockey team um, and another comparable league, um, signed a contract, bought a home at this location, had training camp, signed players to contract, and a week before our first game, the ownership folded the team before the first season could get off and running. I was stuck owning a home, having no job and really no direction as my playing career was cut short due to breaking my back. I quickly adapted into coaching, thought that that was going to be my life's pursuit. And now here I am with a mortgage payment in 2007, right before the crash and no idea what I was going to do. Um, as a default, I had a family member that worked for a local credit union here in Phoenix. Um, I reached out to him and, and he was able to get me a job as a banker at the credit union where I quickly figured out what really real life is all about and what it means to try to beat everybody at everything. So you would think that that came through sports and athletics. Um, for me in particular, I was always good enough to get to the next level, but not nearly the best guy. I was a role filler. I was the only guy in Phoenix in my general age group that filled the role that I filled and generally wherever I went until I got older, you know, 18, 19, 20, I was generally the only guy filling that role where, where I was at. Team guy, fought when I had to fight, blocking shots, all the not fun stuff, the dirty stuff uh, that most people don't want to do, I did. Being that and having be my mentality, I developed very much a defend my counterparts, team guy, glue guy kind of philosophy, but I never had aspirations of being great in hockey because I was pigeonholed, rightfully so, in the specific role that I was in. Um, so yes, I worked out very hard, I trained very hard, but I did it specifically for the role that I knew that I was gonna be filling. I had no aspirations of being any better or any more than, than what I was. 
when I started my life in finance, being a banker at the credit union, it was completely new to me. I had no idea what my role was, where I was going to be, but I quickly figured out that I could be the best at whatever it is I was doing within the financial landscape. So I was a banker, quickly rose up to being one of the top bankers within the credit union, uh, which immediately prompted me to start moving into branch management, moved up the ladder within branch management as quickly as you can. Obviously, they have certain uh, time periods. They have to be at every position before you're allowed to promote. As soon as I hit those time periods, I promoted up, ultimately managing my own branch for a number of years, which was good. Built a great team. We uh, had a lot of success. Me individually, my team members had a lot of success, but it came monotonous. And I am not a complacent person by any means. Complacency is a killer. The people I know in my life that are unhappy, unfulfilled, are people that are complacent to where they're just acknowledging and accepting that they're unhappy, but they don't have what it takes to put their balls on the line and try something new, try something different, and try for more. So through the financial world and branch management, I realized I've mastered this consumer banking on the storefront level and what is next. So I transitioned over into real estate lending, um, writing residential mortgages uh, for our members at the credit union. Quickly rose up there as well. Over the last two years at the credit union, um, I was top sales performer for, for dollars, broke uh, monthly records for all-time production, broke annual records for all-time production, and I enjoyed a lot of success there. But I was also handcuffed there by really being able to continue to grow. I was boxed in by the limitations of which that were set out in front of me that the credit union is going to be a conservative lender. They're going to follow what are called you know, QM guidelines for those of you in the industry and real estate that know what that means. Um, the creative financing solutions for our self-employed borrowers are borrowers that might have a great amount of, of assets and wealth, but a, not a steady stream of, of income that's able to be documented. You know, I knew what the solutions were, but I wasn't able to offer them. I was very handcuffed and again, got to a point to where if I was complacent, I'd be fine making a, a really good living and it was pretty easy. And I could have rode that out for the next 30 years until I hung it up. And I chose not to do that. In March of this year, I left the credit union after 15 years there and started my own mortgage team called Team Lend Pro and we're with Spire Financial in, in North Scottsdale. Um, that's where our main brick and mortar office is. Unbelievable office space. The guy that runs Spire for Arizona um, is an unbelievable human, uh, takes great care of the guys that are underneath him, and has afforded me the possibility to build my own thing in Team Lend Pro and run with it and give me all the support and resources that Spire has available with allowing me to do basically everything else I want um, adjacent to that. Um, so that's where we've been since March. Um, it is picked up a lot of steam quickly. It has gone very well. Now, ultimately, when I left the credit union in mid-March, it was right before things got very chaotic as far as interest rates goes and the market taking a massive shift. When I left the credit union in March, inventory in Maricopa County was around 6,000 homes. Today, we're over 18,000 homes. So in four months, that has tripled. 
this episode, we're not going to get into any real estate specific stuff. We're going to get to that down the line. I'm going to be interviewing guests within the real estate space, the sales space, the coaching space, the marketing space, financial advisors, and as well as uh, guys, most of them are going to have some level of sports background as well, because it's interesting to see how sports correlate to where our careers are today. Um, but I've had a lot of success in a short period of time, continuing to build the team. Um, I've got uh, originators and loan officers and 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 um, processors that work directly uh, for the team and handle all of our stuff, and it is fantastic. As of a month ago, we expanded to Alaska, which is, like I said earlier, where I played in the North American Hockey League. Well, I'm still involved with that program, still their West Coast scout, and their general manager, who was my coach and general manager at the time is one of my best friends. Um, Team Len Pro has expanded to Alaska, where I will now be the ticket back sponsor for the Fairbanks Ice Dogs this upcoming season, um, which is a fantastic opportunity offering the um, fans up there uh, a little bit of promotional stuff to, to do business with Team Len Pro. But the Fairbanks Ice Dogs are the only gig in town. You got a small town. There's a Division One college hockey team as well, but they the schedule's offset. So generally, there's no competition in town. It's it's hockey. It's a North American Hockey League team. It's college hockey, and uh, it's going to be a great opportunity for Team Len Pro to grow up in Alaska. But <clears throat> that's kind of my quick synopsis of an introduction on where I came from, how I got to where I am today. Over the course of this podcast and episodes down the line. We will go down some rabbit holes on, on particular stories. Um, <clears throat> they will be uh, entertaining. They will be enlightening. And uh, and you'll definitely get a chuckle out of it. Now, on my personal life, now that's that's professional. Personal life, I actually came back to the Valley in 2007. Um, later that year, I met my now wife. She also worked at the credit union. She was coming up through being a banker and becoming management as well. Uh, Dated off and on for a couple of years, ultimately uh, getting engaged in 2010, married in 2011. And we've got two awesome little girls that are nine and five. My youngest will actually be six next week. Um, and they are their characters. They're fantastic kids. Neither one of them is very much like my wife. Both are like me, but they're both opposite ends of my spectrum. One is very romantic and caring um, and thoughtful. And the other one there's always um, there's always an angle. She's always working you. There's something going on, and she's not afraid to, to let you know uh, how she's feeling. And those are both ends of my spectrum, and I try to balance them every day. Now I'm trying to get my kids to find a happy medium as well. Um, so to wrap up episode one, I know I'm not going to take too much of your time on this one. I wanted you guys just to get to know me and, and know what's to come. But the big takeaway that's gotten me to where I am right now professionally is not being complacent. And that's what I want the takeaway to be for you today is don't be complacent. If you are unsatisfied in what you're doing or you dream of doing something more, you have aspirations. Those are great things. A lot of people don't have aspirations. If you have them, do not kill them by being complacent. Act on them, do something with them. And you know what? It's generally gonna take a roll of the dice, putting your nuts on the line, and, you know, maybe spending a little bit of dough, you know, maybe doing things that take you outside of your comfort zone, you know, having the correct network of people around you, right? You're going to, you see all these cliches, guys on TikTok and Instagram of, you know, you are the result of your sphere of five people around you. I think there's some validity to that, but you can also be bamboozled. There can be a lot of smoke and mirrors out there and guys pretending to be something that they're not. 
but do not be complacent. That's the takeaway from episode one. Um, guys, we're going to be rolling this out initially once a month. I think that that's uh, a fair timetable in order for me to line up the appropriate guests, have them come in and be able to offer you something worth watching. If this picks up steam, you know, could it become every two weeks, every week? It absolutely could. And you know what? If you guys don't like it, oh, well, I'm going to keep doing it once a month because I know that I've got something of value to, to give to you guys as well as my guests. And that's where you're actually going to get most of your value from is when I bring in these other guys and gals um, to really pick their brains and give you an inside scoop and inside track into what's happening in the real estate market, the mortgage market, financial market, and then kind of how all the backgrounds of these people really tie into what they're doing today to offer you some information that you're not going to see on mainstream media. You're not going to see the douchebag on TikTok with, you know, a million followers telling you, you're going to get it real. You're going to get it from people that are in the trenches every single day, meeting with clients, getting deals done and uh, yeah, provide you some value. So thank you for getting through episode one of the prospect. We'll see you next time.